Hello, and welcome back to the Connect You podcast, where we talk about health, life, and feelings to connect to a better you. In this episode, we're going to talk about strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, so not just particularly our strengths and weaknesses, but a little bit about how to kind of assess them, how to deal with them, how to improve on your strengths and mitigate your weaknesses. So some of those sort of ideas. Yeah, so which do you think is more important, Ty? Strengths or weaknesses? I don't know if I have a real strong opinion that one is more important than the other. I think a lot of people tend to maybe focus on their weaknesses more than they should and don't have a really clear idea where their strengths are, or maybe people misidentify what their strengths are. So I think more important than having one or the other or dwelling on one or the other, I think it's pretty important to identify what your strengths are and your weaknesses as well. It's really tough to work on yourself if you don't know what areas you need working on. So having that assessment of your strengths and weaknesses, what they are, what areas they're in, is probably a good starting place for that. So kind of off of that, why do you think we focus on our weaknesses so much? Why do you think people obsess on that and really kind of put more emphasis on that than they maybe should? Well, I think it's because we have our strengths. We know we're already good at those things. And we always want to try and get better at something that we're not as good at. So we were talking before, like I used to run when I was younger and I was very, very good at it, but I couldn't lift very heavy weights. Well, now that's something that I've been working on. So I'm building my strength. And that's something that you focus on because it's just, I guess, more of a challenge that way than focusing on your strengths which when you think about that if you're focusing on your strengths and trying to make those better then that can also be challenging and rewarding and I think that's also why we focus on our weaknesses a bit more is because we think it's going to be more rewarding in the end. Right. I also think there's a tendency to kind of remember your failures and have them stand out in your mind. Whereas maybe your strengths aren't quite as apparent to most people. Because I think for a lot of people, they maybe tend to gravitate to a job or a career that favors their strengths. And so you don't really realize that you are utilizing your strengths on a day-to-day basis. And then when you have those failures that are coming from areas of weakness, those are really standing out kind of in sharp contrast in your mind. And I think a lot of people tend to focus more on their failures than their successes. So that really kind of bleeds over into this with focusing more on your weaknesses and less on your strengths. Yeah, and I think also it might be a societal thing where if you think about it in a sense of school, so when you're in elementary school, junior high, high school, even college, you're based on a grade, right? Right. So if you have a A or whatever the percentage is of an A, so like a 90% or whatever, and then in another subject you have a 60%, which one are you going to focus on? Yeah, right. I mean, your teachers are going to tell you you need to buckle down and focus on that bio mark that's at a 60 and don't worry about your English because it's at a a 90, right? Yeah, and then your parents are going to tell you the exact same thing because that mark is lower and that's I think also where that comes from because you have people telling you areas that you should focus on and people will always tell you about your mistakes that you're making and focus on that so not only are you focusing on it but you have outside forces that are also doing that for you and a lot of times you don't have somebody really focusing on that strength of being oh you're really good in English. What do you like about it? That kind of stuff. And asking those questions. Rather, people are asking you, well, why can't you do bio very well? And what don't you understand about bio? And it makes sense to try 
to get better at that. But I think there just needs to be more focus on that strength that you have as well. Right. So, okay, that's a good segue into, do you think it's better to fix our weaknesses or improve upon our strengths? So I always like to do a two to one ratio. So for every two strengths that you're focusing on, you focus on one weakness. Right. Okay. I think that's a really, really good way to do that. Like we said, in school, there's a lot of emphasis on fixing your weaknesses and kind of becoming a more well-rounded individual, I guess, smoothing down those peaks and valleys and becoming a lot more level. But I think in the real world, there's a lot of situations where if you're weak in something, you can generally avoid it for the most part. I mean, not in everything, but if you sucked at bio in school, don't go be a biologist, right? Be a writer if English was what you were doing good in, or be an accountant, be a bookkeeper if math was your strength and social studies was your weakness. Whereas, yeah, in school, we have a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation to be passing all those grades, be doing well in them, that sort of thing and possibly not enough focus on building up our strengths in areas that we're strong in. Yet, when you see what a lot of people select for a job or a career path, they are kind of focusing more on those strengths. So, and then I think another point from that is, how do we focus more on improving our strengths and less worrying about our weaknesses? So one thing you said, you do a two to one. So for every two strengths you work on, you work on one weakness, is that right? Yes. For me, I definitely focus on my weaknesses, and that's something that I've also been trying to work on, and I guess could be considered a weakness of mine. So your weakness is that you focus on your weakness? Instead of my strengths, yeah. Gotcha. And even to a point where I don't recognize what my strengths are, but I think in order to focus more on your strengths and how to improve that than what your weaknesses are, you also have to gain more experience to know exactly what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, because... Those things aren't based off of you just one day being like, oh, these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. And you can go based off information that people tell you, but that's still up to you to decide whether you feel that is your strength and whether you trust that person and whether that is a weakness. And again, if you trust that person. So you have to get your own experience in life to know that, oh, this job that I picked required me to know a lot of math and be able to calculate things and know a lot of equations. I'm not very strong at that though. Okay, then I guess that would be a weakness. But on the flip side, maybe you're good at having conversations with people and you're maybe better at that like selling aspect. Okay, then focus on that because when you go there, you don't really have to do math. If you can talk to people very well though, that's where you're gonna strive at. Right, I think too that a lot of people, I know I'm this way for sure, it's a lot easier to remember insults you've received than compliments. And that makes it really tough to kind of look inside and find out what your strengths are. You maybe don't remember when people have complimented you on things that you're strong in or areas that you're really proficient in. You only kind of remember when people said a negative thing. Uh, same goes with criticism too. I mean, you get criticism both ways, constructive and destructive. And it seems like we only remember the negative things, which makes it seem like we have this huge list of weaknesses and only a really short, if any, list of strengths. So I think, yeah, find people that you trust, listen to what they tell you, listen to their compliments if they are genuine and maybe give them a chance in your mind to be a genuine compliment instead of just writing it off as like, oh, they're just saying that out of pity or to be nice or whatever. So 
I'm glad that you brought that up because when somebody gives you a compliment, what do you say? Yeah, like, oh, no, you just kind of like brush it off or, oh, yeah, thanks, but whatever. Or, yeah, you just, I don't know. Most people don't take compliments very well. Yeah, and how should you take a compliment? You should just take it at face value. Thank you. You know, maybe throw one back that's genuine. But, uh, yeah, I think we should kind of take it and think about it a little bit more than we normally do or maybe just in a little bit more of a positive light. Yeah. And I think for us to remember something, we have to be able to accept it. And accepting it is exactly what you said, where somebody gives you a compliment, your answer shouldn't be, oh, you're, yeah, okay. It should be, oh, thank you. Yeah. That's it. Done. And yes, you heard what they said and you thank them for it, but it shouldn't be, oh, yeah, okay. Because then you're brushing off that compliment. You're brushing off for them, but you're also brushing it off for yourself and not taking it in where if you say thank you, you're accepting that compliment. And the words that you say, even in your own head, if you say, oh, I'm going to say thank you, and then you say thank you, you yourself are going to take that compliment a lot better than if you brush it off because that's just how that works. Right. And there's a lot of societal conditioning like we had talked about you know whether it be in school or whatever that oh you need to be humble and you don't need to be too full of yourself and you don't want to brag so I think we have a lot of that negative self-talk that kind of makes us forget what our strengths might be or makes it so that we never really dwell on it we never really have that introspection to kind of dive into that and see like oh what am I good at what are my strengths So what do you think? How do we focus more on improving strengths? Well, I just ran a race on the weekend. It was kind of the big one that I was planning for this year. And after that, I definitely was able to take away what my strengths and what my weaknesses are. And I think you're right in the sense that it's just as important to work on our strengths as our weaknesses. Not every person needs to be perfectly well-rounded. And I think it's totally fine to specialize. So my race was comprised of two main things, really. It was a lot of running and a lot of obstacles. I did really well at the obstacles. There was some that I was able to tackle this time around that I hadn't been able to do previously. And I still want to work on those. I want to get better at those. But, you know, for every couple of those that I'm going to work on, I'm still going to try and improve my running. Or I guess in this case, it was like my hill climbing. But yeah, I think it's important to just sort of work on everything. But also, too... In my working on, we'll call it like strength and cardio in this one, which is kind of the two aspects of it. In working on my strength, my endurance is going to improve, which is going to bleed over into helping me maintain a high heart rate for doing those hills. So by working on my strengths, I am still going to benefit on my weaknesses. Imagine too, you're in a situation where you have a few strengths, but one of your weaknesses is self-confidence. You're not a very self-confident person. By improving your strengths and improving areas you're already good at and becoming very proficient in those, you will have a benefit kind of bleed over into an improved sense of self-confidence just by having something you're really good at and really strong at and succeeding in it time and again, that helps overall. That makes us a stronger person that's more confident. Yeah, confidence comes from the repeated success of an activity. And just because you're confident in one thing doesn't mean that you're going to instantly be confident in something else, but it can help because you'll know, okay, I was able to do this and I just 
kept at it and yes maybe you started out and you weren't successful at whatever or you weren't very strong at it and then you just kept working on it and then repeated success means that you build your confidence it's like driving that's where that comes from right yeah when you're starting you're not very confident in your driving skills that's why you have somebody with you to tell you exactly what you do hopefully you have that yeah (laughs) but after so many times of driving you almost just go into I guess robot mode you're still aware enough that you're able to assess situations when they come up but for the most part your body's just doing everything that it needs to and your brain's just doing everything that it needs to to be able to drive it's not that you need to be hyper focused at all times doing that so it would just be a strength. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great example because I think we can all remember the first time when we were driving and it just seemed overwhelming. Like there was so much to focus on and so much to be paying attention to. And how do you remember to be monitoring your speed and also not weaving around all over the lane and then using your signal lights and applying the brakes at a steady rate and Now, so much of that is just muscle memory and kind of like mental autopilot that you can actually look out for the important things, you know, the deer jumping in front of you or the accidents and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at that. How do you go about assessing your strengths? Have you had any strengths that you didn't know you had until a certain moment and you just kind of had like a light bulb go off? Or are there any strengths that you've experienced or kind of unearth in the last few months or years that you can kind of remember that experience so one thing that i can think of would be just my patient so i recently got told that i have a ton of patience, and i can remember exactly not exactly when that happened but the time that it happened and the reasons why it happened because I used to have a massive temper and would not be very patient with people and it didn't matter who it was. And the reason that changed is because my environment changed and my responsibilities changed. So what happened was I became a branch manager And when you're a branch manager, you need patience when you're leading a team. You can't just fly off the handle because (laughs) your team sees that and they feel that. And that can bring down the mood, that can make them terrified of you. Yeah, a real hostile work environment. Yeah, exactly. So working on my patience was a big thing. And all I had to do with that is just listen and stay quiet and as calm as possible and pick my moments when I could express the feelings that I needed to with the right people. So that would have been with my boss, having coaching conversations and talking to him about my experience and what his thoughts were. So getting an outside perspective on how I could build that up. So that would be, and now that's something that is a strength of mine and it spills over into a lot of things and when I see people who aren't being very patient I almost want to help in those situations and I want to make sure that I'm doing it in the best way possible that I'm not just being like hey you you should be more patient (laughs) but if it's like family or friends just being hey this is something that I noticed are you cool if we talk about it and yeah just going through and I reach for my previous experiences and put it into those conversations because I think we can all do with a bit more bit more patience and 
when you're in that traffic jam, it's like, <laughs> you can't stress about that stuff. And if you have somewhere to be, that's stressful, but you can't change that situation. So right. requires a little more patience. And that way you can get there as safe as possible, which that's what we should be worried about. That's a good call. I like how you look at that. So that's an example of one of your strengths that maybe used to be a weakness and something that you really put a lot of work into and built that weakness into a strength. Yeah, now I see it as it's driving where it's just there. I don't have to consistently think, okay, I need to be patient. I need to wait five seconds before somebody finishes talking. Like it just, all of that stuff happened now and it just took time and really working on that weakness before in order to make it a strength. And now it's something that I think about because I do think about my strengths and my weaknesses. And it's not something that I need to work on day after day after day, but it's something that I do think about especially when somebody says, oh, wow, you're really patient. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I've been told that I'm a good cook, and it's one of those ones that it works out really well, and it's kind of, it's a strength I have that is a self-fulfilling strength. Because I like cooking, I practice it, and learn more about it, and read up on it, and watch videos, and try out different techniques, and I experiment with it. So it's one of those things that at some point, it became a strength and maybe it was a very mild strength I had. I was maybe, you know, one box of macaroni better than the next person. And <laughs> and after a bit of time and effort and learning and practice, I became better at it to the point that it's like, oh, okay, I, I can feel pretty confident in my cooking ability and that's one thing I have a strength in. And because I'm good at it, I like doing it even more. And so I continue to, you know, refine that skill and those sort of things. Are there any examples you can think of where there's a weakness that you or someone might have that is not worth working on or you don't need to work on or you're just fine leaving it and being like, that's part of my personality? What do you think about that? All of mine are stuff that I actually want to work on. Right. Just because I'm the type of person that thinks about weaknesses a lot more than strengths. Okay. And something that I think about, especially when it comes to relationships, is wearing my heart on my sleeve. Right. Okay. So I express my feelings pretty early on. I know how I feel about somebody. I know how I feel very early on and I express that when I can and sometimes what I found is that maybe that's a bit too early and isn't received as well as what I would hope it would be and other times it is so and that kind of thing is just based on person to person right that has nothing to do with me and more with how that other person perceives things and yeah and that's kind of interesting because so you're listing that as a weakness, like you have your heart on your sleeve, but another person might look at that as a strength with you being very genuine, yeah. right? You're not guarded, kind of open and very genuine. Whereas, you know, a person that you're in a relationship with who is very guarded, that's kind of almost making your strength or one of your personality traits a weakness because it plays on one of their weaknesses rather than a strength because it plays on one of their strengths. Yeah, and sometimes I almost feel like I need to hold back on that kind of stuff because I don't want to push too far in, oh, this is what I'm feeling. 
because I can see it as almost suffocating somebody with that. And for me personally, it's hard to know when they have certain conversations. So I almost go on the side of, okay, just don't have this conversation, which I guess would fall under another weakness I feel I have, which is poor communication in relationships. And I think about things and I overthink about it. And then that stops me from saying almost things that are genuine. Right. Because I'm like, oh, is this too fast or whatever? And I always have that stuff running through my mind. So you get caught in between over communicating and under communicating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then just not communicating at all. Right. So yeah, I think it's important to kind of maybe try and look at weaknesses you have or you think you have in a different light or from a different perspective, because it might turn out those are strengths to different people. Maybe the people in your life that are viewing those as a weakness, maybe they're not the best people to be in your life. Maybe they need a little bit of an outlook change. Maybe it's playing badly against one of their own weaknesses or one of their own perceived weaknesses. I think we've all had that sort of situation where one of your personality traits rubs up against someone else's personality trait in a weird way that causes some friction, even though both those traits have merit and everything like that, but it's just kind of a weird mix. And so I think it's important to look at what you have and see how there could be different ways to interpret it. One of my weaknesses is I'm a terrible housekeeper. There's pretty much no positive spin on that one. It's just not a great thing to have. But, uh, you know, some weaknesses you can look at a different way. Yeah, so in regards to like the heart on the sleeve and poor communication, I think recently especially what's helped is I've met somebody who has responded very well to me being very open and honest with how I'm feeling about things and has said that they're very happy with the fact that I'm doing that and that it's very refreshing and on things that I say that they know that it's genuine and not just me saying it because I'm talking about my life and I'm my experiences and different things like that and then I'm also talking about my personal feelings which I'm laying all of that out for somebody to essentially judge me on and hope that they feel at least somewhat the same way and that they're perfectly fine with me saying exactly how I'm feeling without me worrying about if I'm taking it too far and now I've realized that now that they've said no I'm very happy that you're open that you're honest that you're telling me all of these things it just helps me know that there are people out there and as I said it's more of a personality thing it's not just on me it's it could just be the other person in those situations that that just didn't align with as you said where maybe they have a personality trait that they're more guarded right where I'm being open, it's just almost too much because they feel they can't open up. Right, yep, yep. And they're worried that if they don't, that I'm gonna get mad or be like, oh, what the heck, I'm saying all of these things and you're not saying anything. Right, yeah. And I think that's why it's very important to cultivate relationships with people that compliment us. And, you know, we we fill each other's gaps and their weaknesses are filling in your strengths and vice versa. So I think that's a good point. Have you ever come across a strength of yours that you didn't like using? Is there anything you're really good at, but you don't like doing it? No. No. And I think that's a pretty good indicator that that's an easy way to find our strengths. What are things you like doing? We generally like doing things we're good at. 
So I think in a lot of situations, if you're having trouble finding your strengths, look at what you enjoy doing. Very few people enjoy doing stuff they suck at. And that even goes down to like video games and kind of like leisure activities and things. You're probably not going to be sitting down to play a game of crib with someone every night if you're getting like double skunked every hand, right? So I think look at what your strengths are by looking at what you enjoy doing and seeing if there's any sort of crossover. Because chances are good, you enjoy doing it because you're good at it, and you being good at it, you dig a little deeper into that, you'll find those individual strengths that kind of make up the things that are your skill set. Yeah, and for that, like, for me, it's sports. Right. I love sports, and... You should be a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, something that's active. Yeah, and I'm interacting with people. And for me, that's something that my patience adds into as well, because I love teaching. When somebody gets something and their eyes are just super wide, like they're seeing the ocean for the first time. Right. That look when they just, you know, they got it and you've helped them get there. And you're like, that's all you though. You put in this work. I just laid down some path for you and then you kept going. But when that happens, I'm just as excited as that person is for reaching whatever goal or learning whatever skill set that they were learning at that point. And then there's high fives and everybody's happy. at oh, So yeah. that's something where my patience comes in and why personal training, because it does have that athletic and that sports type aspect to it. But it also has that patient aspect where if somebody's frustrated with something not working or going right or they don't feel a movement properly or whatever's happening i am the one that can say no you're doing this very well maybe try and adjust this but keep going at it and really giving that encouragement and yeah that's playing on my strength yeah and i think that kind of goes back a little bit to our procrastination episode where we talked about things you procrastinate at are generally things that you're not very good at or you don't think you're very good at or at one point you weren't very good at it and that's why you kind of put it off. So if you have any trouble identifying your strengths and weaknesses, just look at what you do and don't like doing because that'll generally have some insight, I think. Yeah, yeah, good info on that one. That was a good one. Top tip. All right, so just to recap kind of a few of the topics we touched on here. Is it better to fix your weaknesses or improve upon your strengths? I mean, it's not an easy answer. It's probably both, but it's a lot more enjoyable to work on things we're already good at. And sometimes that has some carryover into your weaknesses. But like Marcus said, a two to one definitely doesn't hurt and is an enjoyable way to do it. Nobody wants to slog all day on something they already suck at. So work on things you're good at as well as things that you need some improvement on. And how do you focus more on improving your strengths instead of worrying about your weaknesses? Listen to compliments people give you and listen to them wholeheartedly and take them genuinely because chances are good we get a lot more compliments than we really think we do, but we're just so busy focusing on the insults and the negative interactions we have with people and the criticism aspect of things. But yeah, it's important to listen to compliments and really take them to heart. How do you know what your strengths and weaknesses are? Look at what you like doing. Look at what you don't like doing. Look at what you actively seek out and look at what you avoid. Chances are good that's going to have some pretty good alignment with what your strengths and weaknesses actually are. And keep in mind too that what some people view as your weakness, other people might view as one of your strengths. And a lot of times that's kind of a two sides of the same coin and that there is some benefit there to certain people 
And if you have the right people in your life, that maybe would find out that a lot of your weaknesses are actually strengths. Yeah, and it takes experience. Yeah, so absolutely. Tons of experiences, whether it's with a job or schooling or relationships that you have, just really hone in on that experience and really try to absorb. And at the end of the day, maybe think about the interactions that you had and the experiences that you had and what are things that you felt good about and what are things that maybe you didn't feel good about. And you can probably hone in on a few strengths and weaknesses that way. And then practice. If you're wanting to work on a weakness, it probably is going to take longer than you think it will. But just keep at it. With my patience thing, it took a while for me to build up that skill and to become more and more patient with people and with myself. And I had to keep repeating certain mindsets and just statements in my head whenever I was in interactions in order to make sure that I was doing the proper thing and then being able to tell others that I worked with or friends or family or whatever how my experience went and just the mindsets and the thought processes that I had in order to build that skill up. Right. A quote I've heard before that I really like is... No one can be all things to all people. So keep in mind, you don't need to eliminate every weakness you have. You don't need to have every strength and every skill set in the book. You know, look at what you're good at and be okay with those being your skills. And if you want to work on your weaknesses, great. But don't think that you need to be Wayne Gretzky and Bill Gates rolled into one. Because no one's going to be all those things. So be yourself. Great quote. So with that... We are at the end of the episode for the Connect to You podcast, and we will not be talking to you next week. We're actually going to be taking a three-week break with it being summer. I'm going for a three-week vacation and my brother's wedding. So we will actually be back in the middle of August, I'd say around August 14th. Sounds right. And otherwise, I hope you have a great summer. Hopefully it's not as rainy and cloudy, and hopefully you get some sun at some point. Right on. But have a great summer, and thank you for listening. Thank you.